How are we're recording? <laughs> Good morning. My name is John Freitag. I'm with All American Hospice. I'm here with Michael Mastroni and Jonathan Miller. They're from Longevity IS, which stands for Income Solutions. Um, we're gonna we're gonna learn together um, and find out what senior financial planning is. Um, Michael and John, we I haven't met you guys yet in person, but I'd like to learn a little bit about what everything is. Um, how'd you guys get started in senior care? Well, first, John, thanks for having us. Yes. Uh, this is the new norm, and uh, we're, we're learning how to, to um, communicate in different capacities, and Zoom is one of these ways. So thanks for having us. And Michael and I uh, have uh, been in senior health care for a number of years, and understanding what a person and what a family goes through from the time that they might have some medical conditions going into where they actually need care. Um, Michael and I felt that there was a tremendous void in working with the families uh, and understanding exactly how can we, how can they pay for their care? How can we assist with providing the guidance? Now the fact that they already are receiving uh, care. Michael. I've, I've been in this industry for uh, the better part of two decades, uh, working individually with the financial pieces, the insurance pieces, the tax pieces, making sure that all the moving parts of uh, planning for retirement and better yet receiving care are complete. And I think what we've always seen, and John agrees with me, and the reason why we started this business was that there's a lot of focus on the financial piece and the support when you are coming up to the point of being sick. Uh, when someone's sick, a lot of times people in the financial industries or support things, it's, you kind of throw up their hands in the air and say, you know, we're not going to get too involved because we don't want to cause any financial harm or we don't really know too much about what the next steps might be. That's where we specialize. We've been working for years in the process of understanding what the retirement um, slash care community situations like um, home care setups. Um, where to receive uh, the supports, veterans issues, things like that, and understanding very well about how to support and encourage the need for care all the way through. Yeah, you know, it's a good point. That's a good point, Michael. You know, we consider ourselves like a long-term care management company that provides and specializes and works with elder and el with other financial solutions. But uh, it's with, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, John. Yeah, I was just going to say, so from what Michael was saying, it sounds like you guys are able to help navigate it more than just the financial piece. You can point them in the right direction and, and try to yeah. help them out. Okay. Yeah. I, I think it's almost impossible to really help somebody on the financial piece. If you really don't understand what's happening in their care journey and where they at and what their understanding level is of maybe from a tax standpoint, or even from understanding what type of levels of care potentially are they going to need? You know, a lot of people are looking, when, when they get into the care crisis, and the families do, they're in it at that moment. But they have to also understand that it's not just about what's happening today, what's going to be happening a year from now, three years from now, even longer than that. So if Michael and I don't take the time and, and, and do that care guidance piece and the planning piece, it's almost impossible to come up with the right financial solution to help them pay for their care. Right. And we, we talked a little bit before this. Um, it seems like most of your clients, and this is probably everything, they're coming in, in crisis mode. So they're already having an issue. Um, they're, they're probably needing to go to a hospital or a nursing home. Um, is, is that accurate? In home care, community-based living, whatever it may be, there's some support that's needed. And quite frankly, sometimes they may have some long-term care insurance already. They bought years ago, smartly. Um, uh, 
but finding the person who sold it to them to explain the benefits might be a little difficult. So we help them figure out ways to use what they have to get that care and start it sooner than later. We all know that the sooner you get benefits or support and get that help, you have a better prognosis in any care situation. So um, our goal is to advocate for care and, and trying to give them the best ways to figure out to use what they have to get that care as long as it takes. So, so what would a normal, a normal conversation entail? Like, um, how does someone find out about you guys? Are they, are, are you, I guess, involved in, in senior networks or, or how do they, how do they get connected with you in the first place? Well, um, I, our business is primarily referral and we've developed that referral, uh, network through network partners that are individuals that are currently in the senior healthcare environment and, and taking care of people that are receiving care. We spend a lot of time in the communities, and we also have relationships with home health care agencies. The biggest issue that you hear when somebody's in this care crisis is, how am I going to pay for it? And a lot of the either communities, home health care agencies, or even some of these network partners aren't well-versed to maybe give some kind of guidance in that. Matter. So Michael and I um, are that third-party independent, and I think that's the important piece that we're independent from the community, independent from the home healthcare agency, or even from the network partner, as we come in and try to provide some of our guidance. Um, that's, I think, the biggest uh, understanding that when the family is going through this, the first step is to bring the family together. Everybody, including the POA, siblings, or any other family members that are experiencing this together uh, collectively, once you get them to together, as, as one and start having that dialogue, that conversation, things become a lot easier. Right. So that's, that's good because like you said, you're not affiliated. You can, you can have, you know, third party, you can, you're looking in to give them the best, best advice and you don't exactly. have any, any outside motivation to getting them into a specific community or anything like that. You're looking at them at the whole picture. Absolutely. Um, all right. I don't know if you, if you know, but my background's in social work. So when I was a social worker at facilities, um, you'd have people who would have these financial issues and you know, I wasn't trained in anything like that. So we would have to refer out to someone, someone like you guys to, to help navigate the, the financial aspect of it. Um, what are some of like the most common issues that you run into? Is it not having enough money? Is it um, not knowing what the, the next step is? Like what? I'd say, I'd say there's three, three main issues. Number one is not knowing um, what the, how to best go about using their funds. Uh, better yet, scared to, to use them because I only have so much money. There are people that do worry about, you know, not having enough, you know, can I even start this process anywhere and don't even know where to begin the process. Um, and I think the, the third one, a lot of times are people just don't know what they have. Um, and better yet, when I say that, there might be an adult child, a power of attorney that's thrown into the mix who's now trying to navigate this whole confusing thing of where are mom and dad's assets? We don't know where everything is. We now have to be, become power of attorneys with the companies to get access to find out what the balances are in accounts and how we're able to be able to actually spend those. You know, get I think, and if, I might in, if I might interject, Michael, I, I, you know, John, one of the things that we find in this beginning is even just the power of attorney, even just handling the legal documents and making sure that they're prepared for this journey. Uh, I can't tell you how many times Michael and I will walk into a home and say, do you have the power of attorney? And we look at it and it hasn't even been executed. 
right? Or if it hasn't been executed, it might be five, six years, seven years older, and the language has changed in those policies, in those, in the, in those uh, documents. So it's outdated. So that's where I think a lot in the initial stages where Michael and I come in is just to try to head in a direction, just to try to say, hey, look, here's the starting point. We know where we want to get to. We want to be able to have any community or any level of care that your mom or dad needs and make sure that they're going to be able to get that for the rest of their life wherever they want it. But we have other things we have to accomplish before we get to that point. Right. So what are the, some, some things that you, that you work on when you meet with the family? Besides the power of attorney, we talked about that. Um, do you guys do any like asset protection for, for nursing home grants, things like that? Is that in the beginning or is that further down? What's the, what's the general I, I, th I think in the beginning is really, and John said this well, we really do spend a lot of time getting everyone on the same page, uh, making sure that all the family members, all the adult children, you know, whoever's in charge is already looking at this from starting to understand what the numbers are, starting to see what the level of care issues are, starting to understand where the impairments are and who's providing the support and care so far in this process. And then, John, by the way, I think, you know, John, being in the business way, what you've been doing for your life, everybody has an opinion, right? In that family, right? Yeah. So, okay. yeah. So, you know, until you, if you can get everybody on board, at least heading and understanding that this is the situation that helps simplify it. Sorry, Mike, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, yeah. no, no. It, you, it's, it's important to realize because those, those opinions can be detrimental to move forward and can be also very helpful in getting the process started because, you know, with the care for mom or dad, grandmom, grandpa, aunt, uncle, whatever it may be, the relationship there is, is that, like I said, we, we know that the quicker they get the care, the better off they're going to be. Um, it's about how do you move forward the uh, football down the field. Right. You know, John, I think this is a good time if I might just interject that. Michael and I, um, we provide, you know, our services. When we have these face-to-face -face and sit down and we have these conversations with the family, we're not charging for those for our particular services at this point. I mean, it's important to understand that our our compensation comes from the financial institutions when we create a, a solution to help pay for their care. Um, it could be a couple of different types of solutions, but we get paid by those financial institutions. So it's right. very important. We don't want the family to think that for us, as soon as we sit down, we're going to be handing them an invoice. They get enough invoices. They get banged enough from all over. So our, our mantra is, look, let's, let's get together, let's spend some time, let's figure this out together. We can help you, and we think that you have the assets that we can stretch, or we can create the necessary monthly income, because what's important to understand what we do is we're creating and filling a shortfall on their care needs. Now, what do I mean by that? Everybody might have some guaranteed monthly income, social security, pensions, what have you. That creates a monthly income, guaranteed income for them. But their cost of care might be over and above what, what they have on a monthly right. basis. So what we will do is say, if for just an example, if they have 3,000 a monthly income, but it's a $7,000 monthly care bill, there's a $4,000 difference there. Yeah, how that, do you make it up? Called, yeah, we call that the shortfall. Right. Okay, so that's what we're really focusing our attention on, is how do we help them cover that $4,000 shortfall and stretch their dollars and put them in a position where they never have to worry about running out of money. Right. Do you guys have any stories or any um, any recent encounters that that you could share that you were able to to really manage someone's care better? They didn't have any idea going into this, um, and you were able to walk them through it and and help them come out. I I 
I think that, you know, and I, I say this a little bit, um, not complimenting ourselves, but everyone that we speak with has always walked away with more information than they've had. Like, I don't know. I didn't know that. I didn't know whatever was going to be the case. It doesn't mean that we can create, you know, miracles from every person that we talk with, but everybody is always more or better off and on the same page um, after at least an initial conversation. Um, we, we were working with a family right now that didn't realize how much withholding was done from a pension. And that pension, um, by taking that withholding down, it created more net monthly income, didn't realize that they had deductions for the care levels that they had, so that it was basically a wash and it actually put more money in their pockets because they were feeling that they were going to be running out sooner, you know, potentially than expected. Um, the, yeah. The, yeah, John? I was going to say there was one, one that comes to my mind on a family that that's, that's one particular case, but there was a sister, two sisters, and one sister was experiencing cognitive impairment and was really, and the other sister felt this unbelievable obligation to make sure that her sister not only got the best possible care that she could get, that she never ran out of money. And she felt this, with the pressure that came with that, or that, you know, she needed, you know, just to know that what she was doing was the right thing for her sister. It was always about her sister. So what we had done is sat down with her and now she had a home still at that time. And we figured out, well, if we sell the house, cause she needed, she needed a community, you know, in care community, uh, in care in a community, um, and work with her existing assets. At the end of the day, when we were done the process, she has now sat there and now understands that her sister, regardless of how long she needs this care for, she now has it. Whereas before she thought she was running out of money. Before she thought, oh, my sister's never gonna be able to get the kind of care that she's gonna need in the right community. And by the way, the communities that she's in is a very expensive community, but for her, that's the right place for her. Sure. And that, so there's a, those are the type of stories where you take a person so much anxiety and so much, you know, you know, stress about having to provide this care, take this responsibility to care for somebody, her sister, no other family, by the way, it was just her sister. And, uh, and, and to be able to come in and to provide that solution, I think for Michael and I was very satisfying. One, one, one last point I do want to bring up, because I think it's important, and we get a lot of calls on this. We've become a lot of supportive agents for people around the country at this point. Um, that are constantly receiving their long-term care bills in the mail, and they see the increases. And we realize that the increases are significant um, because you know the insurance companies are needing to protect those policies. Um, but that care level that they've been spending their money for all these years is so critical when it comes into play. If you have that available to you, um, that people we never want people to drop those policies. So we're being given them ideas on ways to ensure that they can continue the robust coverage that they've paid for 20, 30 years for, and actually lower their premium on an annual basis so that it works more into their budget. Um, and that's, that, that goes a long way with stretching their dollars as well, because if they have it, we want them to keep it and, and do it the right way, give them the right guidance on what to adjust to make that work best. Yeah, no, and that's great because I think lots of times people just need guidance. They might be crippled by all the options that are out there, you know, and just freeze up and not have any idea what to do. So if you guys are able to walk them through the process and let them know this is the right thing, I think that's really great. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I, I appreciate all the, the information that you guys shared. Do you have anything else that you want to add 
before we uh, before we roll? Yeah, just that uh, we understand that it is a process that when you go through something like this, that it's not going to happen overnight, and that we've got to take the time to make sure that we're doing the right, giving you the right guidance and planning. So take take the first step, reach out, talk to somebody that understands and can help you, and if you can do that. The, the the end line gets a lot easier for you. Yeah, yeah. The more planning, the effort, making that first phone call really does make that process that much easier. Well, thank you both. I really appreciate it. Thanks um, for having me. Yeah, thank you. And Michael Mastroni from Longevity IS, thanks again.